0: Well, I want to move into this a little bit more since it's something I never thought I'd see the light of day in the New York Times. Typically, they have a regular columnist named Nicholas Kristof. If you like to read the op-ed pages, I'm sure you've seen his, and he would be known to many as a liberal, you know, fighting for the underdog and the underprivileged, the bleeding heart. I'm sure he's been called a terrible liberal by many. When he focuses his laser, which he has on prostitutes and what he refers to in solemn, tearful tones as sex trafficking, it has been a voyeuristic, paternalistic mess. He takes tours of people to gawk at the sad little brown people. Oh, my God, engaging in prostitution. Oh, let's Luck, one, and save her. Yes, let's save her. We can get her a job in a sweatshop, and uh, oh yes, and then we'll make posters out of her. Oh, tell us how you've how terrible your life has been. I mean, and, but it's done in this white savior in a pith helmet, going to pick up the child in rags. Here, let me fashion your story for you. And along the way, there's plenty of corruption and plenty of people who are like, okay, this is your narrative, white man. Okay, I'll play along. Where's the check? Next, please. It's been a really ugly circus. And when he's been confronted uh, by sex workers, all of them feminists, by the way, I would say every sex rights activist I know is a feminist. When he or people like him get confronted about their racism and paternalism, they say, no, you're you're wrong. I mean, I am saving someone from certain death. And furthermore, the only people who are defending this occupation are high-priced call girls who are just lashing out against daddy. They went to an Ivy League school, and they thought it would be more fun to be a dominatrix. And they really have no idea what it's like to be in Calcutta selling your body on a, the street. <laughs> well, guess what? Most of the whatever part-time... Temp escorts from Yale are... That's not the bulk of the sex rights movement. The most vociferous and largest movements of sex worker collectives are in South Asia and the rest of the third world. And they... I'm like... They've never been to an Ivy League school. They form these collectives to protect each other, to provide childcare, to provide healthcare and safety, to speak up against the authority, to have a lobbying force. Many of them are like, hmm, you know, actually, yes, I wanna get out of this job. They don't take a position on that. I don't know any sex workers organizations that take the position of, you must be a whore for the rest of your life, and that's ridiculous.